interesting. You're actually saying something interesting for a change, James. I usually, I usually cut you in with just nonsense. You're talking. We're talking. The guy. I, I'm going to start a podcast because the guys have been chatting about sleep patterns. Right. And you just said it was something to do with. So yeah, the, the, the circadian rhythm. Yeah. That the that you know there's the there's the the beating of your heart or the or the the the, the, the monitoring of your body in terms of what is it you have the. Um, like your response to melatonin get reaches up to a certain point and then normally sort of caffeine for example blocks it and then that's why you drive on beyond a point at which you're tired but then there's and also blue screens it's blue also like gives you gives you yeah, keeps exactly, so it keeps you awake because yeah. the fact that it means that you're still producing melatonin and it goes on it's, mm. so you're supposed to go to night mode and all this other stuff so all of these things contribute towards circadian rhythm which is um uh the kind of the natural cycle in which your sleep happens and it just happens to be for some reason that i prefer to have a bimodal sleep pattern, which is in the afternoon, I love to snooze for a couple of hours, which is meant and to then, be now, which is meant to be now. <laughs> hence the reason I was yawning. <laughs> and then, uh, and then in the second half of the day, uh, you're a lot more kind of chilled out because you, for, cause you've kind of gone through a sort of um, mm. like a normalizing of the of the uh, uh, of the circadian rhythm. It's kind of not going. Kyle does that. He, he has a he'll have a coffee. Because he right. knows the caffeine will kick in 20 minutes later. Like, yeah. he'll have a wee nap and then he's up and at it again. Yeah. <laughs> on cycling or working yeah. or something. Yeah. Were you saying before I hit record, something to do with, has something to do with the creative industries or something? Or? It's not to be necessarily with the creative industries, but there's a history around, um, like, uh, loads of there are loads of authors, for example, who would um, work throughout the night. This is the whole kind of creative impulse of people mm. who go, oh, I lose myself working in the nighttime. It's quite common. Uh, you and because I know you're, yeah, yeah, because you get into a kind of a brain state where you're chilled and, um, you know, you, sort of, uh, I, I mean, it's bad science, but that you're, that you're um, more susceptible to kind of um, open ideas and all these other things because of the fact that your brain's... Um, not kind of on it as much as the idea of like first thing in the morning you tend to be it depends on people actually there are two different types of people apparently but there are people who kind of are um early risers and then they've just got far more definition towards the, uh, mm. defining objectives and all this other stuff and they're not so great at um lateral thinking you know and then there are others who late in the evening kind of solve problems by just being able to kind of imagine multiple versions of how something might work etc etc so. what about yourself who are you? Who am I? Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, probably. Who am I? I'm John. Hello. I'm hey, John. John Wall. I'm a third year um, film student, I think. <laughs> He's just John, John needs yeah. some sleep. Oh, God. Um, but so no. you're, you're in your grad project? Yeah. Stressed or are you okay? Um, you? So it's like, it's like um, a wave of like, it's a bit like the economy. So it'd be like, all right, for a bit. And then it will like crash and burn. <laughs> And then I'll be like, James, have a meeting with me, please. <laughs> Get me out of this slump. And then I'll be like, okay, I'm okay. And then James like, have you, have you tried napping? <laughs> <laughs> As he says, yawning about five times. Yeah, yeah. it's like, let's have a nap. Yeah. It's a half hour meeting. Let's, let's just try oh, it. Just meditate or something, yeah. Oh. Have you, like, do you find you, um, can you sleep when you're under pressure, when you're under strain? Does your strain turn to stress, turns to wake at night's gone i forgot to I don't really write the thing i forgot the is that thing sorted do we get a lift for here did we i think i don't know really because like it it just varies massively i think if i'm kind of have my mindset on things and i'm a bit more i get, have a bit more structure then maybe it's a bit better but then when you lose that structure which normally happens with this kind of stressful stuff 
then you know you'll just like kind of be in bed on your laptop <laughs> just hours, hours and then you're thinking and then the next day when you wake up you're more tired and then you, know, you have less like maybe if you're more productive the night before you set up stuff whatever so uh, i go through phases it's like but i'm i mean when i'm asleep i'm asleep which is a which is quite you don't good. kind of have that stressful <laughs> sleep of just like kind of uh, I'm conscious that yeah. there's this albatross. I, I do. The last part of my PhD was that actually. That was awful. Oh really? Yeah, oh, yeah. You just it was like a thing that was on me. Like, like if I woke up at kind of six in the morning, I would start to have kind of thoughts would start to kind of creep in about we well, haven't done this and you haven't done that. Right. Mm. And I'd be kind of semi-conscious of the fact I hadn't done it. And the last kind of hour and a half of sleep was really poor quality mm. and that's quite yeah that's quite bad because it's uh you have the as you said sleep cycles and like mm. going into rem and mm, whatever yeah, yeah. i mean i'm not again that yeah i uh, don't really know what i'm talking about but yeah like what is it's like it's like you have cycles of like two hours or something yeah like nrem and then REM and then exactly, yeah. if you wake up through like uh when you're deep sleeping it kind of messes you up a bit yeah. and then you're, you don't feel refreshed yeah but yeah i think I've got quite good recently at just being able to clear my mind and not stress too much. Mm. How are you doing that? What are, you, so, are you using any methods? or? Yeah, so, I mean, I I started meditating. Oh. Uh, yeah, I'm a monk now, guys. I started meditating. <laughs> it's a pity you felt the need to cover that, you know? Like, why, <laughs> do we, why, do we, why are we afraid to admit I'm that we're judged. doing something like meditating or no, no, no. So, napping? Yeah. Or... Okay, so I met, yeah, started meditating probably inconsistently about <laughs> six months ago, but now consistently more recently. And, um, Are you using an app or anything? Or? So I started off using Headspace and then tried to phase okay. it out, just tried do to it do yourself. it myself. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's like, it's weird because I've never thought, I don't know, the reason I said that is because sometimes I used to think of meditation as like, you know, oh, so quiet, it's a bit silly. But no, it's um, it's been really interesting for I me. I started using an app for it recently because yeah, I started one? running as well. I haven't done it in three weeks because I've been home in Ireland though. Um it's ah, my phone's up in the office. Is it a meditation? I, app? I think it's just called meditation. Yeah, right. So there's different things in it. Like one is for sleep, which didn't work because I'll just be gone off, and she'll say something else about a beach and a nice sand, and I'm like, oh no, she'll try to sleep. And it's like, yeah. But yeah, I find it useful with the guided meditation ones. Like one of them is just about like you know. Um, the mindfulness one in the room, just purely breathing exercises. Mm, yeah, and there's there's other little ones you can do for like forgiveness or stuff like that. You know. Yeah, they're the main ones I've been doing recently, just focusing on breathing and trying to clear well, not clear your thoughts, but just kind of let your mind be a bit less like watch them go by and not mm. kind of let your mind be too like. I found it really useful because I'm trying to do a doctorate and uh, a, the task that I have at the moment is very straightforward and it takes a lot of time to transcribe and that's all I'm able to do right now. But my brain gets freaked out with the size of the next bit and the next bit and the next bit and all the thousands of words that you have to get to. Yeah. So I found if I meditated for 10 minutes first, I was able to then just go and transcribe and pay attention it to this. It calms you down. <laughs> Instead bit, of trying right? to go, oh, what about the lit review that I hit? You know? mm. <laughs> I think more people should try it. I think it's like it can really change. Like if you're in a, a slump, as I've mentioned before, sometimes I'm just like, right, let's just do it. And then it kind of afterwards I'm feeling like okay I can do this it's, it's not that bad you know focus on the now yeah. what things can I do well I think it's it's a sign of the times because there was a lot of stuff we used to do um, that you would find natural meditation in so if you were ever to fish or to farm or to do all True. those things yourself they take a long time you know or if you were to make something or if you are to build something or to mm. bake something you're, there's a lot of waiting around in those moments and those tasks and we don't do that anymore it's all next thing next thing next thing yeah. next email next joke so we, we kind of have to use these what feel like silly tools to just be able to sit down for 10 minutes and just <laughs> be in a room yeah it's know? a bit of a strange concept of like having to have an app to just be quiet for a while but 
Yeah, yeah. I think our generation, especially mine, like <clears throat> millennials and Zed, we really need that a bit. But um, I mean, yeah, James is just like the amount of emails you get. Yeah. I mean, but you got to zero today. Yeah. Can we I have got, a round yeah, of applause yeah, for that? I got, yeah, I got to zero. Oh, no, thanks. <laughs> In aggression, control all delete. Uh, no, 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 yeah, yeah, no. Did you deal with them all or did you delete them? I actually dealt with them all. So I actually some, got there. Yeah. That is impressive that this is, time of year. I've after, never, yeah, exactly. For this time of year, I've never, yeah. I, I don't think it had been back at zero this, this academic year. I mean, it was, I got it last summer just before clearing for a couple of weeks mm. and then and then I went away there was clearing and then I went away and then I came back in September and it probably would have been about yeah I've, I've normally I've normally always had about 20 on the go but now about in our meeting at the beginning it was zero and then half an hour later it was like eight or eight, something yeah, yeah. Eight, already yeah. <laughs> it's just nuts yeah. yeah already that's nothing yeah, yeah no, I mean your production would go <laughs> you go in a, at the beginning of the semesters it's insane like really? yeah the first two weeks of semester starting it's just mental absolutely mental like you're talking hundreds a day, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I love hearing students weekend. complain and then hearing this kind of story, I'm thinking, oh my God. Uh, everything is relative though, man. Your own problems are relative to yourself and your true, situation, right? True. It doesn't make their problems any less. It just means they're different. <laughs> true, true, true. Like, you, do, you do feel though after a while that you're, that you're, yeah, they're not getting the best of you. Absolutely not. You know, you just you kind of, be just, just can't be. You're kind of just kind of going, you know, well, like, even just the fact that I don't even find time to write my name on stuff. I just go, Gee, yeah, and it's dangerous. If you think of the analogy of somebody juggling and then you throw in another ball, yeah, the ball you throw in is not the one that falls. They all fall. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So when you're under pressure like that, mm -hmm. it's oh, like that it's, tipping point. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and things do. I did definitely went through periods last year when I was still at the PLC that I definitely felt like I was dropping balls every day of the week and you get really... It makes it worse because then you feel like you're letting people down and you're like, ah, is that achievable or is it? Is it just me? And you don't know who to ask for for help. And yeah. But did you? how did you get past that? Because obviously that's not a, like, it's obviously not you. It's it's just like you've got so much stuff to do, right? Um, It's not just me. It's the system and it's the way the program leader role is perceived yeah. by people. So at the beginning of a semester, for example, you'll have everything. Every, you're, you, you feel like you're part-time every department in the building. And that's from admissions through uh, assessments, through marketing for open days, through to this is I haven't even gotten to the team stuff yet, the course stuff. You know what I mean? Um, and I think it's just uh, it was um, I was partially because I was new to it. I felt like I had to try and do it all. So to answer your question, my way of dealing with it all was coming in here at seven a.m. and be here till eleven o'clock at night every day of the week, and then giving up your weekends and stuff to it. You know? I just don't know how. I like see I think of that and I think I don't know how I could actually physically do that like I think just myself maybe uh, you'll probably do it at some point in your life because you'll feel like especially when you're new in a company you're not sure what you can say no to and you say yes to a lot of things with, with an uncertainty and then to be honest with you man I thought I could do it I didn't know it was going to be that much I don't think anyone did I think it's one of those jobs where uh People don't predict the amount of little things that can build up to lots of things, if you know what I mean. Do you have any advice for anyone who, because actually, for me, because I need, I need to do that. I need to, like, right now, it's about a month under a month until my grad project is due. Mm. So I need to do a little bit of what you were doing and just kind of smashing out, just staying, doing it. Uh, I think it's not just our industry. Unfortunately, requires a bit of burnout sometimes. It's mm. it's it's like you know. And I've seen a lot of guys on a local shoot recently. They were in on set at eight in the morning, so that left, required leaving their houses at six, and to prep the next day. <clears throat> Art department stuff. They were just painting, sticking stuff together till three a.m. You get periods like that, you know. Um, 
my advice is like you're doing meditation, which is good, um, but just kind of be sensible about what you're choosing to do first, you know? Yeah, prioritizing is kind of the only survival mechanism. You can... Because not not everything is kind of of the same level of importance. And so, you know, it's horrible to admit it, but you get certain emails that you just kind of turn around and go, that can wait. And that's why why you get a lag, because you just kind of turn around and go, well, there are some that are kind of really urgent, this major thing's happening in my life, and, you know, I need Mm. a decision on it in the next 10 minutes. And then there's other stuff that's a bit kind of like... Um, you know, guys, this is something that we're going to have to turn around in two weeks' time. Can you, when you get around to it, can you get around to it, kind of thing? And so, I think the temptation is to just always deal with the thing that's put up in front of you, and you just kind of go, "Well, you can't actually." You kind of go, "Is this contributing to the goal?" And I think the problem a lot of the time with, yeah, trying to do these kind of projects is that it's like you're reading a book or you're watching something and go, this is interesting. Yep, yeah, but is it actually answering the question? No, then put it to the side. Like you've got all of your life to look at it later. Just do the thing that's answering yeah. the question. You know? uh, like, so uh, I, I had to just have that tattooed on my, on, on basically <laughs> on my wall, was just this kind of like, is this this is the research question? Only stuff that adheres to this should be exactly. Yeah. Focus yeah. This and there's two things as well I'd add to that is that I, I um maybe I was doing so many hours on the PL stuff is because. I can answer that email now quickly, but I can't materialize 60 to 80,000 words for a doctorate, so I ended up doing the little bits in front of me. Yeah. And then the other thing is, it's okay to say you're busy. Um, you, your generation particularly seems to be really bad at communication, mm, and you seem I to agree. feel bad about saying, I'm busy until June, whatever, when this is out of my way, I'll give, you, give me a shout back, I'm busy, give me a shout back. Yeah, and what we do instead, I find a lot of people, we... Um I don't know if this is speaking for everyone, but we would like say instead of saying, "Oh, I'm busy," to, like reply to me later. I'd be like, "Oh yeah, we'll do yeah, we'll do something soon." <laughs> yeah, or, just gets left. Or, or silence is worse. Yeah, so much silence across the courses on the group projects. It, it does my head. You know, it's just kind of like that avoidance <clears throat> to deal with it. I think. I think people, uh, and it's a pity that we don't have a, a safe space that people are not afraid to say either they don't know how to do a thing or look I've volunteered for this and I'm a bit out of my depth with it can I get some help for it or I said yes to six projects and I'm gonna have to drop one which you know what I mean to have those chats like people feel a lot of pressure and then they end up even more stressed and they disappear into not leaving the apartment or disappear off your whatsapp whatever you're communicating you know so I was talking to this uh talking to I was talking about this to a friend recently about just the concept of being open and talking about mm. stuff is so important and they were saying how it like could solve a lot of problems not, I mean there's obviously a lot of other things but it's it would help so much just in general just talking a mm. lot of people feel like I don't know maybe we've lost that bit yeah I don't know that people sort of come out and say oh we lost this art of communication I don't know I think that I think that most people can articulate it I just think that there's probably more confusion going on than there is kind of inability to communicate it. So a lot of times I find that the thing that's causing the silence is that they don't understand where they should be at. So like it's mm. kind of it's more of it's more of a social pressure than the ability to communicate it is I don't want I think I'm behind so I don't really want to kind of or I think that I'm the only one who doesn't know it or I don't you know mm. and, and or that I'm the problem in all of this which is you know a shame because I think they can articulate it, but I think the reason they don't do it is just purely and simply more out of a social pressure. Right. And do you so, think? Do you think like there's that whole thing of like we're more connected now than ever, but we're like less really connected? Do you know what I mean? I, you, I, I think so personally, but uh, I think there's a lot of known unknowns, and um, by that I mean I find myself getting really frustrated, and I shouldn't. 
when students don't respond to what we're telling them up the front of the room. And for as long as I've been alive, I think I do best when people show me how to do something. Just because mm. I told you I that agree. you should be, mm. you, this is what you're supposed to do as teams. It's only when you see it for the first time, when you get onto a film set or something that it really hits home what the hierarchy is, who says what to who, how do you communicate a thing, you know? So I think from a from a unit and a course point of view, I'm still trying to figure it out since I started teaching how to... Um, my, my ideal, let's say my unit digital film, my ideal for that unit would be if I had a, a staff team that would start the projects while the students started the projects and every week they could see what we were doing at stages because a lot of the time we're annoyed at students for not doing something that they have no clue how to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't know how to be a first AD. You know, you can look up what the title is, but then what's the boundaries in terms of what you can and can't say to your team? Or mm. how do I assist the camera operator? What am I supposed to have? Do I know that I'm supposed to have a letterman on my hip and some different mm. colored tape to mark stuff down? Like, you know, we, we can say these things, but I think it's until you see it, you know? I think we get frustrated a lot of the time for you've got a blank space where someone needs to do a job, but they're not showing how to do it. It's like... If you were just put into a room with a load of wood and you were just told over four lectures how to be a carpenter, would that do it? Like, you know? Maybe not, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I think, though, that there is something to be said of just because you've got the tools with which to communicate with doesn't mean it's good communication. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the, the fact <laughs> is, is that when I was at uni, we didn't have that. You know, if you weren't here, then the, you weren't part of the conversation that was happening. You know, if you weren't in the room, the production meetings were us all turning around and saying... We're going to be in a certain place at a certain time, and that's when it's going to happen. And bearing, and and it wasn't. It was communicated in advance because we didn't know whether or not you know someone was going to check their email or yeah. every text message was sort of you know twelve p or whatever. So there wasn't kind <laughs> of you know there wasn't this kind of oh well let's work it out on the bus like where are we meeting hey how are you what time are we doing it was like mm. kind so, of yeah. two weeks in so, advance we're going to be in that place at that time yeah. and if after fifteen minutes someone wasn't there it was just like we're going you know we're doing something else. And so, and that, so it's just out of need and necessity mm. that you had to organise stuff, mm. and um, and so, and yeah, it was all dealt with face to face. And I think the problem is that there there is something to be said of it's easier to communicate, but then it also kind of takes the effort out of communicating properly. Yeah. Same with like lots of digital stuff. Everyone kind of turns around and goes, "It's easy to do some stuff, but then there are loads of digital bad habits." But one is for me, meeting people, and you know, even my even outside of academic stuff. You know, I'll say to someone, yeah, you know, let's meet. And they'll go, oh, yeah, well, I'll be in and around this space at that time and I'll message you. And you're just like, I've got a Nokia, like, I'm not going to be on WhatsApp or whatever. <laughs> Can you just tell me where you're going to be and I'll stand there? Well, I'll be around this. And it's just like, what, you know, this, we used to be able to live like this. Yeah. You know, it's like people like identifying things with maps. And now they've, if their phone hasn't got a 4G signal that can guide them to where it is, they're lost. And, and like, people asking you, yeah, well, like, what, how did you live? What, where are you in the pub? Come yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. one, man, it's one of I'd nearly turn the phone off and just walk out. Like, yeah. yeah. If you can't even find me inside of a pub without yeah, yeah. digital yeah. guidance. Yeah. Lift like, your head up and walk around and you'll see. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I'm quite mean to my friends sometimes when uh, I was hanging out with my friend the other day and when they're on their phone whilst you're hanging out there, with them. Yeah. I, I think I used to be bad at this, but I've so now I kind of just, I will put my phone to the side or in my bag when I'm hanging out with someone mm -hmm. or seeing someone. So whenever it's like, I, I'll, I'll be like, I'll be really mean. Like obviously they're my friends, so they know what I'm doing. But I'll be really mean to them like, you know, let's just, let's just it, it, I tell you, no, it's drop, interesting drop because it in the... <laughs> You'd like to think people would use the things less, and I've found um, people who do use them less get in kind of trouble these days. 
because people feel like they're not they don't care if they're not in touch all the time or if you've well, if you don't if you reply off away. and it's only been a day but in the digital hyperactive world we're in now like it feels like they left me on red yeah people life. have been ignored for like it feels like what well, feels like a month and it's only yeah. been a, a day or two like you know what I mean and they get, they get really kind of and I think what that is is the dopamine addiction translating oh, oh, yeah. to the friendship rather than actually what what you're looking for is likes and feedback from the mm. system that you're not mm. getting for your little hits yeah. and then you're getting angry at your friends when actually hold on relax you spoke to this person at 7 o'clock yesterday evening it's 10 o'clock in the morning see I you think know? this is such a massive thing the, the thing you hit on there dopamine hits and like how we've kind of got more used to just having them straight away with everything like you know I mean there's that big social big social media change and technology mm. but it goes with everything I mean that's kind of like the basis of addiction as well like yeah I mean, it's the same. So it's when someone's same. angry, oh, I've seen a few posts from people saying that uh, oh, I talk to people are my real friend and they're not contacting back. And what you're doing is shouting at your dealer like I didn't get anything yeah. today. <laughs> I got nothing today, and it's your fault. Like you know, it's like, yeah. <laughs> meditate. Yeah. The other thing I was going to say, man, and it's it's a hard thing to do. <laughs> Just meditate. Come on, man. Thanks to uh, the bridge with Doctor John. <laughs> so tell me your problems, and I will fix them with one word. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Another thing to try and do, uh, and this isn't a generational thing. This is a personal thing that I try okay. to, that I try to adapt. Um, sometimes, especially with student groups, you see people get angry first, and it's good to try and adapt the mentality of good person, bad situation first, mm, because people yeah. tend to pile up in messages I've had people students in my office who were, who were actually quite grounded people and quite strong personalities genuinely upset by the amount of crap in a, in a, in a group message because they've said in advance something I've tried to promote that there can't be somewhere like you know and then you get all this aggression straight away so instead of feeling like you're being fucked over first maybe the person's actually going through some stuff and yeah I think that's know. normally when someone's upset with you or, or something's bad's happened or maybe they're overreacting it's normally mm-hmm. not about you it's normally about something that is going on in their life mm-hmm. um, and yeah we but we can't talk about it as much anymore I find like with with social media or just with what's it what's, what's the it you're, you're getting at so I, I don't know one example I I, I never Again, this is just me, but I never post. You know, on it's, if it's someone's birthday, I will never post on Facebook yeah. on their sure. wall. I'll message them or call them up or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we've kind of developed this culture of oh god, I'm sorry, I'm just listening to myself. Talk on. Um, of like, kind of, we're not we we can't openly talk about real things anymore. I think as much because it's all like just like oh here's you know so it's posted on facebook it's like it's not that's not really real like it's so much different okay. to have a phone call uh, like a performative thing yeah in that sense. so now yeah. because of that we're not used to having Sincerity these real what, conversations yeah. mm. so then it's it's harder i think yeah personally yeah interesting yeah I, I i think that's i think that's true i mean i've, I've experienced that as well where i had it uh, around b getting sick and um and then people who were really angry with me for not sharing it with them, uh, even though she was in a coma and I didn't know that who I had permission to share it with or not. Mm. But it was weirdly about people almost wanting to appropriate the grief, like turn around and then you would see people hmm. say, oh, I'm going through this really bad thing because my friend is in a coma, as opposed to respecting the fact that she's in a coma and it's her. Yeah, it's her, it's her circumstance. Yeah, yeah. That's so isn't it? But that, it was it was vicious, man. And uh, you know, people just sort of like felt as if um, weirdly took that logic and then put it to me as if I was keeping this thing a secret 
for my sake that I was controlling the circumstance. You're like, what? Yeah, you're like, no, I'm not trying to own this situation. I'm just saying I don't know who should or should not know about this. So I'm telling her family and that's it. Yeah. But this is no one else's to kind of own in that sense. But there's a kind of... um, yeah, like a weird, a weird sort of appropriation of that yeah. sort of stuff that someone wants to be able to turn around and go, "Look, I'm caring because I've posted it up." I mean, as you see these memes of, um, I saw one Kate O'Toole have posted one the other day on Facebook, which is of an empty van, and it goes, "Yay, your first delivery of thoughts and prayers," <laughs> uh, because you see this kind of outpouring of grief when yeah. stuff happened. It goes, "My thoughts and prayers are with such and such." It doesn't do anything. Yeah. Like, action and so uh yeah friend birthdays is another like, kind of you writing it on someone's wall is for me uh why are you writing it just, on their wall just yeah send me yeah, a personalized who is, it, who is it really for yeah it's for you to show that you care in that sense it's not, not for that, everyone it, to see that yeah, you care yeah yeah exactly i agree yeah. and it's funny because a lot of the things that you have to do especially in media is to call people up and talk to them yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you see students are so afraid to kind of make a first contact for a documentary or something in a yeah. room or yeah. you're like you know oh, i sent an email three weeks ago and you're going that's not communication yeah we're going to talk to people like yeah. someone's interested approach them you know mm. Mm. Is there anything you wanted to use the last 10 minutes to chat to us about? Is there anything you, ever, you wanted to um, ask us questions? One thing, actually, yeah. So I've had this idea recent, not recently, for a while now, actually, of when, um, you know, the survey thing that we have to do for our year, um, or, or our course. Is it the... NSNSS. Yeah, and that. Okay. Oh. And no, it's, it's not really to do with that, but that's kind of what sparked this. Here come the sheep. The red light is going off in the corner of the room. Here come the sheep. It's awful. I hate it. Um, okay, NSS, yeah. So that that made me think of, like, wh- when it was like, what's wrong with the unit? It was mo- uh, Nothing was wrong with the course. It's perfect, by the way, James. Thank Please like me. Um, but it was more to do with unis, and I think unis in general, of I think there should be more help of like just kind of like life management i think it's we've got to find a balance of not kind of babying students but also kind of like showing them kind of like how to manage your university life what is kind of what you could be doing what you should be doing like you know i mean that kind of goes with i was talking about getting involved in societies i think it's so important meeting Mm -hmm. people but just kind of like and just relaying that information that people have known through being at uni rather than i think it's all well and good just going there and like experiencing it and i think that's important mm. but having a bit of guidance of like how to manage your life a bit i'd argue that should happen before you get to us because it would use up time here and it's something that we try to talk about on the courses and we're trying to do more of it but mm. from our position it's it takes so long to get that stuff into inter- ingrained that uh it needs to happen before here but and in so terms of as in, in term- taking up the course content, or uh, no? Just um, I mean, w- w- the way I read what you said is there's uh, all the stuff students go through in first year, which is for the first time being away from home and all that kind of stuff, and then second year especially because you all move out of halls of res and you got bills and all this kind of life maintenance stuff that mm-hmm. you're not used to. Um, we wouldn't be given time or space uh, for a unit called home cooking or something. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I'm not yeah, being. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. mean to be flipping like, but. Um, yeah. The life skills bit, I feel, should be more ingrained earlier on back in the schools from mid-teens, maybe, if not earlier. It's just, it's, it's, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, it's kind of what PAL's supposed to go towards some of it, I guess. Mm. The kind of softer around the edges, how do you manage your time and, and those things. And, and I think that it kind of drops off because, same with most things, loads of people are at different things in their lives. You know, like some have, you know, 
been off on holidays by themselves and are quite comfortable with looking after themselves and for some it's literally the first time away from their parents in mm. that sense. and um and and and, and, I, and the same goes on with relationships you have people who have you know been having relationships with people for a long long time and don't feel as if they need to have it explained to them and others are literally kind of experiencing life-changing moments within their life for the first time mm. but um did you mean to the side of the course yeah yeah not involved like, in the course not, not, yeah, just, not life, subject the specific whole, yeah the life stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah, life stuff. I agree I agree life definitely agree and not just like but not more not like oh how to pay bills and how to cook not not simple like kind of things like that but more like kind of like managing your emotions or like mm. kind of like taking uh, a bit of time to make uh, don't just quick like jump to judgment or kind of consider where this information is coming from just it's general life you stuff say that though man because I, I do feel like as students you kind of get that from being here because you brush up uh, you brush up against them and it's coming out through my own research as well that the guys um, took Brexit very differently from people to their own towns when the vote came out because they were in a student body and they were they were socialising with Europeans and they were meeting different cultures so I think you do in a way get it uh, more so than people were who haven't come to university you, from your background. Yeah, but you do get it normally through a crash course collision of it. I mean, yeah. it's like heartbreak and experiencing grief, for example, of someone breaking up with you. You could explain it to someone, but man, until you until, do it, until yeah. someone's yeah, so someone's done it to you, and and, and you know, and we and vice versa. You know, like kind of people, kind of. I, I mean, I said, feel getting way too personal here but for example my parents got divorced when i was a kid and i had had a lifelong girlfriend prior to coming like you know we'd sort of met in school and were high school sweethearts and then came to university and we made a kind of go at doing a long distance relationship and there was just something in me that was just like i'm not sure that i could just imagine that my life would be with one person and so i deliberately sabotaged it in a sense because mm. um yeah my, just it was a curiosity that was in my mind that had happened as a result of that she had come from a family where mum and dad met at 16 and were still together in their 40s and I'd come from a family where my parents had got split up and you know, maybe they hadn't married the loves of their lives after all and so uh, you know I feel really bad about it but I learned a lot as a result of doing it and um, and you kind of think well yeah can anyone well not everyone's in that space yeah. everyone's got different things going on in their lives and um, yeah, I, I agree though. That you, I, I agree that that journey is massive, and in some ways, I think we actually just need to be a bit more kind of forgiving of the fact that that sort of stuff will go on. I think that, if anything, I feel that uni just kind of trundles along with this kind of yeah, that's great, but you know, work is in on yeah. this day or another. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Do you feel like with your own personal situation, would have been some kind of guidance that would have helped? Are you saying that until you go through it anyway, you would have had to? Um, well, I think I think what would have been maybe, uh, I don't know. I mean, I think the problem is is that even at that time, there was you couldn't necessarily come out and admit it, mm. you know, to someone. And so yeah, there would be something to be said of kind of uh, having a discussion in a forum about it. But the, at the same time, you just again, like I was quite a private person you know i didn't really you know, i didn't really want that out in the world and i didn't need to be judged by people thinking that i was a love rat or anything else <laughs> when in actual fact it was a kind of long-standing curiosity and then within days of it happening i dealt with it to the point where i was just fessed up and said this is what's going on yeah. but, that, uh, but at the same time it was a really painful confusing time in my life 
So and do you, know, do you think it. you needed like that? And, and did you think it'd be better with no kind of help so that you can just experience it rather than... Yeah, definitely. Of... Well, I don't know. It's, it's not, it's not, I don't want any help, but I don't also... The problem with coming out with stuff is that you've got to have complete faith that it's a non-judgmental space. Mm. Mm. And I think the problem is, is that this day and age, more than ever before, people have kind of got this... Um, well, well, that equals this, or that's, you know... I mean, you'd be in a room with someone who's presumably been on the receiving end of someone who cheated. And yeah. Would you have a rational discussion? No, someone would probably just rip you in half with from some sort of virtual signalling moral high ground of, yeah. I've done something that's wrong in the Bible without any sense of context <laughs> yeah. of the fact that I'd come from a divorced family <coughs> and yeah. my life was had this big question mark hanging over whether or not I wanted to do it or not. And I don't, you know, I don't regret it, uh, because it's the making of you but at the time it was I felt really yeah. because I'd basically thrown three and a half years it is a, it's an interesting someone's respect for me just out over a weekend you know? it's an interesting comment you're making though because it's kind of like as humans it's very poor to judge and label a person on a singular action in a day yeah but now you can be judged like that well, for that, a single but, thought. But, but that's the problem, right? And that's I think this, this, goes, this, goes back, but this goes back to this whole. This goes back to this social media thing. <laughs> yeah. Of an actual fact, I don't think it's particularly healthy. The fact that your digital exhaust still exists. So mm. a lot of you will have maybe joined Facebook at a time where you've got your school friends from it, and then you've all grown up. You've all gone in different directions. You've had different things. You've even probably liked mates that you were friends with in freshers, and you've gone off in diff- different directions. And then you're, they can see all of this stuff that's going on on it, regardless of whether or not, yeah, one weekend someone tags you and you've you know, been picked or whatever else, or you said you were a vegetarian and now I've just seen you eating a hot dog or whatever. And we're in a culture now where people, you know, it's awful expression, but they just cancel you, you know, you just kind of turn around and go like, you're dead to me because you've been like this. Well, no one ever saw that. Yeah, you know, like you would make those mistakes for yourself, mm. and no one ever saw it. Yeah, and then you meet up on a Friday, and it's, yeah, it's all good. Like yeah, I made some mistakes, I've yeah, heard from yeah, it, but yeah. now it's like, brand. Yeah. So, do you think no mistakes are being punished too hard? Then, yeah, definitely. It's definitely. I feel like it's uh, having an impact on people on an emotional level and the creative level because they're not making as many mistakes with the kit here that I like to mm. see them making. Well, I don't know so why fun. the cameras aren't every weekend. People doing short challenges for themselves. Try out a scene from your favorite movie. Do something like, but everyone seems to be creatively constipated because of this pressure and instant judgment that we didn't experience. You know, well, I think the other thing. I mean, you know, this is really irresponsible to say, but that, um, you know, I, I for one have enjoyed a very long and sometimes difficult relationship with alcohol. But that, um, I can honestly say that. Uh, some of the best things in my life have, has, have happened as a result of that. I mean, all of the 72 project, which took me around the world and everything else, came off the back of a drunken conversation. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And so I think that, and I know there are, there are kind of spaces and places now where people are kind of like, oh, I daren't do that, I daren't drink, or I don't want to get myself into that space, or some, something might happen, or I may say something, blah, 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 and all these other things. But there was, a, there was a creative liberation around the fact that your mind would be freed up and mm. you would just actually say what you were thinking rather than this kind of suppressed conscious better not say that better not say this that, yeah. yeah you go completely off piece and you say really inappropriate stuff but that you're in a in a sort of a mental flow which doesn't happen when you're kind of fully in control of yourself now I get it people turn around and say well, I think that's a sad way to be, but then I would go the other way around and say, well, to be in a constant state of control to some extent is is sadder, in my opinion, mm. because 
you know you never necessarily know where it could have gone and all these other things could have taken See, you know? do you think like kind of outrage culture nowadays from twitter and stuff has made that worse how we have to always here's a here's the problem i have man even the word outrage for me outrage was somebody <laughs> kicking in your front door yeah and beating <laughs> the out of you like a couple of harsh words on social media that's not doesn't deserve words like outrage or warrior or you know armchair warrior a warrior is someone that has to Social earn you go into the <laughs> desert for 40 days on your own and come back with a tiger or something you know yeah. what i mean yeah. it's like the, the terminology around it is so uh Silly. disproportionate to what it really is you know what i mean it's like it's people sitting there on a keyboard saying stuff that they would never say to your face mm. but you it know? has an impact sometimes it sure it, it does and uh, too much i think and i think people can get addicted to looking for more negatives even and negativity is such a powerful thing it's, mm. it's fascinated me my whole life you can have a team full of 15 positive people and for some reason that one negative mm. person is occupies everybody's headspace and brings the whole ship to that corner it's incredible it's an incredible mm. energy like and i think it's one of the hardest things for a human to take is criticism because everyone wants to accept that they're all saints but nobody wants to accept that they're sinners you know and we are bad as well as good and a lot of people are just obsessed with projecting good all the time mm. that to the point that when someone points out a bit of bad you deny it and it goes of course i fuck up of course i'm stupid of course i'm a dick sometimes you know Okay, so what? Like, you know, move on. Yeah, I made a mistake with that thing. I was feeling like this that day. That's not me branded for life because of this one bloody tweet or whatever, you know? Mm. Um, sorry, I rambled. I rambled, no, 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 rambled over you there. <laughs> I, think, I think the fact that you're even aware of it being a thing means that there's a kind of a fear of it to some extent. That there's this, yeah, that, that we live with this kind of, oh, I better not because there's this and this and this. And, and, I, and I, yeah, I find that, yeah, a bit sad. I mean, in some ways, I, I like the accountability, that I like the fact that, you know, that that if someone commits a crime now and that there's kind of CCTV and then it can get shared around and you know every, I think there's a, there's that amazing that sort of vigilantism to that extent I think is brilliant but when it's kind of like you know you see these things where oh such and such turned up to a wedding and they brought their own food I just couldn't give up. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And uh, and uh, and so, but even people, <laughs> but even people posting yeah. food anyway. Like, uh, you know, yeah, but I'm trying to think of who my heroes uh, are, but, but, and I don't even know. I don't care what they ate, yeah. and I don't give a <laughs> what my mate next door ate. Like, but, but so, I don't care that you're eating beans on toast. So in a way, <laughs> in a way, you have to run your own race, right? And I think that's part of the problem is that you kind of you have to be justifiable unto yourself. I think, and I think my worry, and I've had this a few times where I've kind of sort of sat there and gone, hold on, the bits where I lost track of what I was doing is what other people were expecting of me as opposed to actually what am I expecting of myself and mm. that it's not a particularly fulfilling experience of when you kind of turn around and go oh I've got all of this other stuff but I did it because someone else wanted me to do it as opposed to I wanted to do it it's really uh, kind of ugh. I think uh, yeah and I think in a way as well I think having this podcast out there has been pretty close to the line for me and him as professionals in this building sometimes mm. yeah. I think there's only there's two we pulled I think because like got a little bit there. hairy yeah there was two of them one because I think he was still hammered with hangover that day and we were just rambling on <laughs> about the about 90s grunge like and then another one was a little bit too close to the line it was about the NSS and we were in a particular headspace and we just had this rant yeah. which we were going to put out and we said you know what hold on because the thing, the thing we didn't like about it almost came back more f from the student's point of view, which we shouldn't be speaking from, you know. Right. But I think we've left stuff up there in this podcast series that was pretty hairy that you probably wouldn't expect from uh, program leaders and lecturers. But that's to good say. though, because like a lot of that stuff, then you would never get to hear. And like, yeah, yeah, and it's it's just another perspective, and you've got to. I mean, it's, it's always you've got to keep a balance with everything, but it's it's interesting, and otherwise, it's just lost. 
Mm. And it's it can make for a productive conversation sometimes. Sometimes it, it's just like ranting, but that's fun. That's fun. <laughs> we better wrap up, guys. It's 40 minutes. Oh, that's been fun. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming yeah. in, John. Yeah, I feel yeah. like you were just getting warmed up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, let's use uh, a couple of minutes of uh, like advice then, because, you know, what do you wish you'd... You, uh, if I them. could say to myself what I wish I'd done. In the yeah. first year, because you were yeah. talking about some life maintenance advice yeah. kind of stuff. So I think I wish I would kind of realized the idea of self-improvement earlier. And I think a lot of people, from, I mean, I just kind of trundled through life a bit and still am to some degree. But if you just really think, oh, wait, I can, every day I can improve and I think where I'll be. Mm-hmm. And especially gradual improvement is so important because you can't just like change mm-hmm. in a day. Um, also kind of like awareness, like self-awareness and kind of like mindfulness have a bit more of that just like um in like conversations or like thinking of other people's point of view and then also um just get involved just do stuff doing stuff is so important because time i mean time's so limited obviously but like it's so important like get involved in societies get involved in just see meeting people was so important and like i mean i'm i'm kind of lucky because i i i mean i did skydiving I'm I'm president of Skydiving Society now, and I, I mean, <laughs> good what a mad title! Yeah. Like, by the way, <laughs> someone told you at school, I'm going to be president <laughs> of the Skydiving Society. Yeah, yeah, but it's like <laughs> even it. with that, I could have done more. And it's like this year because I've just kind of been doing it on my own. Mm. It's like it couldn't have been. It's not what it could have been. Mm. But just, just don't. But then at the same time, try not to get hung up on what you haven't done. Mm. Just do stuff and yeah. don't worry too much. Yeah, you can't go back. Go forward. Do something today. Exactly. Yeah. Don't let. Don't worry about stuff which you can't control. I mean, it's been said a lot, but I think it's really important. Yeah, I think that that's the uh, even someone's in the first year or whatever else the idea that like you've let it, the first year go, then, then did, do something about. That's it. what I did. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, and because of that, I let it get to me, and mm-hmm. therefore I didn't do stuff again. I kind mm-hmm. of like got a bit like, oh, I haven't done stuff, and then mm-hmm. it stopped me for some reason. I don't yeah, know. yeah, make the change now, regardless yeah. of when it happens. It just make it happen. Mm. Thanks, John. Oh, thanks for having me. Call. No worries, man. Uh, two more to go for the year, if not forever. This is 48, 49, and 50 on the way. Bridge Shatter, gmail.com if you want to come and join us for the last two episodes. <laughs>